0: Welcome to the Sex and Psychology Podcast, made with ZenCaster. I am your host, Dr. Justin Miller. I am a social psychologist and research fellow at the Kinsey Institute and author of the book, Tell Me What You Want, The Science of Sexual Desire and How It Can Help You Improve Your Sex Life. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about men's sexual health and how a better understanding of it can help us in closing the orgasm gap which refers to the fact that heterosexual men reach orgasm far more often and consistently than heterosexual women. Part of the reason for this is because men on average reach orgasm much faster than women do, and some men reach it much faster than others because they have premature ejaculation. We'll be discussing what really counts as premature ejaculation anyway Why premature ejaculation is actually sometimes misdiagnosed as erectile dysfunction, which on a side note is fascinating and something I did not realize before, as well as how to talk to a partner about sexual difficulties and tips for better sex for men and women alike. My guest today is Jeff Abraham, CEO of the company Absorption Pharmaceuticals. Jeff built a successful tech company that allowed him to retire early. But he later emerged from retirement to run a sexual health company founded by his friend, urologist, Dr. Ronald Gilbert, who developed a product called Permescent, which is designed to help men last longer in bed. In 2013, a startling event happened in which a case of mistaken identity led to the murder of Dr. Gilbert. Since then, Jeff's mission has been to grow the company to honor his friend. This is going to be a fascinating conversation, so let's dive in. Hi, Jeff, and welcome to the Sex and Psychology podcast.
1: It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining me. Now, to kick off our conversation, you run a sexual health and wellness company that has products designed to help people have better sex. And I'm sure that's a really rewarding thing in many ways, especially when you hear from customers you've really helped. So people who maybe not only have better sex, but maybe have stronger relationships now because they've improved the quality of their sex life. However, I'm guessing that running a company like this is also challenging. And I say this because we often hear that sex sells. And so people tend to think that if you're in the sex space, it must be an easy job. And people have said things like this to me before where they're like, well, of course you sold a lot of books because you wrote a book about sex and sex sells. But sex is not as easy to sell as people might think. Because there's all of this shame, embarrassment, and anxiety that's tied up in sex, especially in things like sexual difficulties. And so I found that for companies that really want to be successful in this space, they have to do a heck of a lot of sex education because they need to break through all of that shame and anxiety. And compounding all of this is the fact that you have a lot of places that won't advertise with companies selling sex-related products because sex is taboo. So sex is not the easy sell. That people think it is so can you tell us a little bit about your experiences with this and how your company tries to break through that shame to get your products into the hands of the people who would benefit from them
1: that is one of the most direct points that i've ever heard and it's so true and everyone outside of this business thinks this is the easiest business for exactly why you said i can assure you when you have a best-selling book That it's more difficult than anyone else who writes a book, whether it's car repair or anything else, because you'll go into a person's home and you'll see that book on the shelf. Okay, you'll see that book on the end table. You'll say to a friend, hey, you need to read this book. When people have sexual difficulties, they buy your book. And then they make sure they tuck it away so people don't come in the house and go, hey, that guy has sexual difficulties. Look at what he's reading, okay? So when you sell books, it's because you have to reach each and every buyer of that book and educate them and go, I have something to say. Purchase my book because you'll learn something. And you don't have a lot of people out there going, hey, I read this book because then you identify yourself. We suffer from that same problem, okay? And we also have the added difficulty because sex is important and because sex is something that everybody's interested in everybody wants to be in the sex business whether they're coaches whether they and some people are non-degree they just come out of nowhere and they have a podcast with us there are companies i wish i was kidding you but unfortunately i'm not that we compete with companies like stud 100 i'm not kidding do me long and hard you know what i mean (laughs) and some of these companies are making stuff in their garage okay that it's not pharmaceutical-grade ingredients. It's not made under pharmaceutical-grade manufacturing conditions. And you have, and again, this is laughable, but you have deer antler extract, bull testicle derivative, shark fin. These are things that are being sold to cure ED and PE. And unfortunately, it creates this, this, you know, this mindset That all products in this space are garbage. They're, you know, a bunch of cowboys cooking shit up in their garage. You know what I mean? And that all they're about is pushing so that everybody buys one and then that's the end of it. But they make a lot of money because everybody buys one because so many people need the products. We are disruptive and we took the exact opposite approach. And like you said, the educational part is extremely important. That's why we really appreciate opportunities like this to be on a podcast that people take seriously and go, I trust this guy, he's smart. He vets things before he brings people on. My philosophy is this. Number one, the more you know, the more educated you become, the higher likelihood of you buying the right product for whatever it is you're trying to address. Number two, even if you have a product that has good efficacy, but it's not used correctly, they either use too much or too little, or they don't wait the appropriate amount of time, And they have a bad experience it would be better off not selling it to someone even if it's a good product and addresses what they have if it's not used correctly so my philosophy was not to sell one to everybody was to slowly increase the business by bringing people on board that saw value became repeat customers and really and truly began to feel that this company had viability so as we've expanded into other products they immediately gain traction because people go, these guys, number one, have quality products on this site. Number two, they stand behind it 100%. The human body's different. People's bodies react differently. There's nothing that will ever work 100% for every single affliction that they use it for. But we have a very high success rate And we also have a very high customer retention rate. But the way that we do that is instead of trying to get this quick sale, buy this. And if someone goes to leave the site, no, half off, you know, buy now. That is not us at all. We're exactly the opposite. We want you to come to the site. We want you to read articles. We want you to find out what we feel, even if it's not our product, is the best product for you. Because if you find something that helps you, you'll go, this is a great source. You're going to come and educate yourself for another product that might fit. You know, we're into long-term gratification, not instant gratification. Yeah. You change people's lives. And, oh, my God, because we get testimonials from men and women that say, I was so tired of disappointing others and feeling shame myself. I had just really stopped having sex. And I got to a point to where, you know, I was still curious every once in a while. Look, and I almost didn't buy the product because I had been disappointed so many times. I'm so glad I finally did. I feel like I have a new lease on life. And on one hand, it's gratifying. But on the other hand, we're a small company. I go, we reach probably one-tenth of one percent of people that need us. And I go, man, I just wish we were Pfizer or somebody with a $500 million ad budget so that we literally could reach more people. Because I'm a firm believer, and it's my belief, it doesn't make it right, but I truly believe this, that when you're having quality intimacy and it could be great orgasms by yourself for whatever reason, if you don't have a partner, but when you express yourself sexually and it's satisfying, you become a better brother, a better father, a better son, a better boss, a better friend. You know what I mean? Because I know for me and a lot of people that I talk to when you're not feeling satisfied or satiated, you know, sexually there's an emotional component to it there's a physical component to it i'm sure there's endorphins released you know when you're having good sex and you just feel better about yourself you know when you feel like you're a sexual being there's a, a feeling of confidence and power that comes both men and females with that especially when you have a partner as well that you feel that you're both in sync you know and i know in times in my life where i haven't had that I know how I feel and it's not as good as how I feel when I am having strong orgasms on a regular basis. I prefer that feeling. In fact, I prefer that feeling very, very strongly. You know what I mean? And so if we can help with that, I really feel great about what it is we're doing. And I feel if more people were sexually satisfied and sexually satiated, there'd be a lot less hate and road rage and violence and everything else that there is in the world negative you know
0: and you know there is some research that that backs up some of what you're saying right so for example there's research showing that on days people have sex they're actually more productive in the workplace the next day
1: right? without a doubt
0: there are all these carryover effects where sex reduces stress and that can make us better people and more effective in other aspects of our lives. So I appreciate you you bringing that up. And I also appreciate a lot of the other things you said about, you know, the really important role of sex education when you're in the sexual health and wellness marketplace. It's not just for breaking through the shame and stigma and taboos. It's also making sure that for the products that you're selling, that people are using them in a way that they're actually going to benefit from. And as you said, these products can sometimes literally save people's lives because they can reduce this anxiety, this stress, this depression that they've been experiencing, and it can help them to develop a more fulfilling, intimate life. So I think there's a nice marriage between the sex education world and the sexual health and wellness industry. And, you know, we kind of need to work together to make sure that people are getting the products they need and they're using them in ways that they're going to benefit from.
1: You're, you're yeah, 100% correct.
0: So let's turn now to the orgasm gap, which is something that your company focuses on a lot. But before we talk about how we close that gap, let's step back and address the important question of how long does it usually take heterosexual men and women to reach orgasm on average? So what is the size of the gap between them?
1: There's a range because whoever's doing the study, but it's very tight. The average male Literally lasts during penetration and thrusting about five minutes and forty-two seconds, and some people have it as low as five twenty, some people have it as high as six fifteen. But it's it's a tight range. It's between you know five and six minutes. The average female takes about eighteen minutes of of thrusting to achieve climax. That's women who climax vaginally, and I always have to make sure that I say women who do because there's a certain amount of women that you could have vaginal sex with them for two days and they're not going to climax, and it could be for you know, anatomical reasons or psychological reasons. So I always tell men, whatever you do, especially if you're suffering from PE, don't make your focus. I have to give her a orgasm through vaginal penetration. Number one, that's yep. going to set yourself up for failure. Okay. Number two, if you literally feel that, okay, that is the only measure of success, then you're probably going to almost induce a premature ejaculation feeling on your part because you're going to go, whatever I do, I got to last long enough. You're going to be in your own head before you start, you know? So what I like to tell a lot of our customers is put one in the bank. By that, I mean, prior to intercourse, give your partner an orgasm, whether it's through oral sex, whether it's, you know, just digitally, whether it's with a vibrator, whatever it is, then it takes away that focus if, if I don't give her a vaginal orgasm through intercourse that I should feel bad, that she should feel bad. There should be shame involved. So I tell people really focus on pleasure. Don't focus specifically on orgasm because as a society, we've gotten to a point where that's the whole focus. And because of A lot of it's porn. A lot of it is mainstream movies. You see showgirls with Elizabeth Berkley and she has an orgasm. She's flopping around like a fish that's being electrocuted, okay? And so sometimes people go, well, that's the definition. And if you watch porn, I'm so glad I'm 64 years old and that I got to have my first sexual encounters before I ever saw porn. Because if I was growing up now and I'd watched porn prior to having sex and I thought the average man had a nine-inch penis that had the circumference of a beer can That he thrusted for 60 minutes and right before climaxing, he jumped off, ran across the room and shot his partner in the forehead with deadly accuracy from 20 feet away. I would have been a ball of anxiety going, why am I even trying this? You know what I mean? Like, I don't measure up in any, you know, but here's me, you know. I was 15. So 49 years ago, I had my minute and a half sexual experience, my first experience and thought I was like, you know, the biggest stud ever. You know, meanwhile, I was the clumsy idiot, but I didn't have anything to compare it to. I thought, hey, that was pretty good, you know. So I was allowed to feel good about myself and develop, hopefully, emotionally without that, oh, my God, I'm inadequate. You know, I'm not satisfying my partner kind of a situation. So The average man is about six minutes. The average female is somewhere in the 18-minute range. And that's what a lot of people commonly refer to as the arousal or orgasm gap. So people think that there's coping mechanisms that are almost essential, that, okay, I'm the master of cunnilingus, you know what I mean? I have extended foreplay, and all (laughs) those things are great. But wouldn't it be nice if you go, you didn't go into something, go, I need all these coping mechanisms, you know? Yeah, you
0: you raise a lot of important points, and I think one of them is that you know, good sex and and closing the orgasm gap. It's not just all about penetration and it's not just necessarily about men lasting longer because penetration itself is not necessarily the thing that, leads most heterosexual women to experience orgasm. And so you need to really figure out what it is that works for you and your partner in terms of your bodies and what you want. And I think there are a lot of men who just sort of assume like, I need to last longer because that's what my partner wants. But then they'd never really step back and say, what is it that you actually want? What types of stimulation are most effective for you? And so that's a really important conversation to have here. And I'm also really glad you brought up this idea of you know, what is premature ejaculation? How do you define it? What counts? is—is is, Should there be a hard cutoff time? You know, some people I, I've seen in some books, they say it's about one minute, you know, other places that say 90 seconds. I, I think it's always a problem when people try to put this hard time limit on things, because that also doesn't necessarily factor into whether or not they experience distress from it, right? So you might be in a relationship where orgasming in a minute or 90 seconds, that could be very erotic to your partner. And maybe you're having a very happy, healthy sex life. So it's not necessarily about the time, it's about the situation. And so there is that that sort of subjectivity. And you also have a lot of these guys who are trying to measure up to what porn stars are doing. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. It's hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) It's hilarious. It's, you know, I have to laugh Because I know couples, because all I do all day is talk to people, you know, our doctors, you know, our therapists, you know, our customers, you know, and I'm at these conferences and everything. And I've had people say to me, you know, I generally last two or three minutes. And my wife orgasms almost every time, some cases even before, because, you know, we have a lot of foreplay. We're very happy with our sex life. We don't care what the definition is. I have other people that literally go, I last 15 minutes, but I want to last an hour. I'm like, wait okay (laughs) you're crossing the threshold from pleasure to pain have you talked to your partner about this you know but i'll tell you the one thing that never ceases to amaze me when i talk to a lot of people in in partnerships and couples and especially if i talk to them individually people even that are married don't communicate sexually i am so blown away by that that i can't even begin to describe it i was talking to uh, one of our long-term customers and she said, you know, this really saved our marriage, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, great. We were talking. And because I always reach out to people when they are in their eighth, 10th order, you know, hey, how'd you find us? Are you happy? You know, blah, blah, blah. And we were talking and she said, yeah, we suffered with this for like 20 years. You know, we had three kids and I go 20 years and I go, what did you try prior to this? And she goes, well, we hadn't tried anything. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, I saw Jane Wells did a story on us on MSNBC and it really blew up and it went viral and she goes, I saw it on MSNBC and I thought, well, it's about time to bring this up to my husband. I'm like, wait, so you guys were married 20 years and you've had a family and he's had PE consistently and he lasted about literally 30 seconds. And it she goes, No, I was ashamed to bring it up. He we both knew it was there. I go, Oh my God. I'm like, that's just so unlike me because you know, if I think something I say it. And if I'm intimate with someone if I'm sharing bodily fluids with you, I think the least I could do is have a couple words. You know what I mean? Maybe have a little communication to make sure we're both happy. You know what I mean? But I hear that over and over and over again. Well, I didn't want to bring it up because it'll create more anxiety. I go, how can it create more anxiety both you being frustrated and living with it for 20 years, you know? I mean, yeah. when you bring up something, it'll create some initial anxiety, but it'll allow you to address the problem, put something in place, acknowledging it is the first step to fixing it you know
0: yeah and you bring up such an important point that oftentimes sexual difficulties will be present in a relationship but everybody's too afraid to bring it up because if you're the one with the difficulty it can be embarrassing to talk about it with a partner you might not know how to bring that up and if your partner has a difficulty how do you bring that up to them without making them feel insecure or or threatening them in some way and so what often happens in relationships where one partner has a difficulty is that it becomes a sexless relationship where the sex just disappears with no explanation, no discussion and that's so sad because there was this opportunity, many opportunities to address this and fix it, but people were just too afraid to talk about sex. So I'm curious if you have any tips on, you know, how do you bring up a sexual difficulty like say premature ejaculation? in a relationship whether you're the one who experiences it or your partner is experiencing it how do you have a healthy conversation about that
1: i have a pat answer that i go to because they get asked by women we have i do a lot of serious xm radio shows and podcasts where they have call-in live, and i always tell people you'd be surprised how many people are going to call in oh you think so i go oh trust me wait and i go 50 percent or more will be women they go why is that i go Think about it. If a guy prematurely or rapidly ejaculates, he's still is ejaculating. The woman's like, Excuse me, I'm over here. Okay, what about me? And sure enough, people call in. And here's if a woman calls in, I know exactly what she's going to ask. This is a real issue in our relationship. How do I bring it up without hurting his feelings, without offending him? Because if I bring it up and he gets defensive, it's only going to get worse. So here's what I tell people. Set up a Fifty Shades of Grey night. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's going to be our fantasy night. We'll get you a riding crop and a feather duster and a blindfold, you know. You can put on your suit of armor. We'll role play. But then slide in promessive without making it the focus. Because if all you do is go, you don't last long And I'm here, try this. Right away, the defense mechanism comes up and then he gets upset. He's hurt. How dare you? You know what I mean? And you make the problem worse. But if you literally bring it up as this fantasy night and oh this isn't a focus but we're going to do this this and this and this will help us last longer to really enjoy the fantasy all you have to do is give a man who rapidly or prematurely ejaculates one experience with promescent you won't have to ever tell him to use it again there's one thing men like it's control the most fragile substance on earth is the male ego it absolutely is the male ego because You have to dance around, especially when it comes to sex, and it's specifically sex because every guy doesn't watch the NBA and go, i got to be the highest jumper. i got to dunk a basketball. A lot of guys go, it's just not me. I'm not built for basketball. Every guy doesn't go in a gym and goes, i got to bench press 400 pounds. But for God's sakes, don't ever say to a guy, you might need a little assistance in the bedroom. Oh, God, no, not me. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's got to be really difficult to bring up to your partner sometimes. It's not an easy thing. But if you want good intimacy, you have to bring it up. It's essential because if you both suffer in silence, you suffer.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, there are all kinds of ways that you can bring this up with a partner. Something else I often like to recommend is to get in the habit of doing like a regular sex check-in with your partner where it could be with whatever frequency you want. It could be every other month or once a year, a couple times a year, Just whatever frequency works for you, but where you just check in and say, how are things going with our sex life? And what could we be doing better? How can we make both of us happier? And you know, there, there are ways to do this, but you have to make it non-threatening to your partner and don't induce anxiety because that's really going to be the thing that creates defensiveness and it's going to make the situation worse but you have to find some way to to normalize talking about sex including talking about sexual difficulties
1: that is such a great i'm glad i never thought about that you were exactly right set it up on a regular basis and don't do it in bed don't do it right prior <laughs> to penetration you know what i mean like go to brunch one afternoon and just talk you know what i mean and say you know i really ha- preface everything i'm really happy with our sex life but i want to make sure you know what i mean yep. and how, and I tell this a lot to people when they call, oh, how do I bring this up to my wife or how do I bring it up to you know my husband or whoever?" and I say, always say, I really like our sex life, you know what I mean yes. so you're preferencing it with a positive, you know but how do we take it to the next level? You know we're already you know sonic, how do we go supersonic you know what I mean how do we how do we go to that next level because if you started with our sex life sucks or our sex life isn't measuring up. The conversation is going to have a decidedly different flavor than starting it off with, I'm happy with our sex life. But I want to take it to the next level.
0: And that's such an important tip that you need to validate your partner in the process whenever you're talking about sexual difficulties or other problems or just doing a check-in more generally about your sex life. Now, we have much more to discuss, including how men can last longer in bed and tips for better sex for men and women alike. But first, a quick break. For a word from our sponsor. If you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, you need the best recording program out there, and it's Zencaster. I've tried a ton of platforms for this podcast, but Zencaster is my tried and true. Sign up today for a free two week trial and use my exclusive discount code, SexAndPsych, P S Y C H, to save 40% off their professional plan. Visit Zencaster.com to learn more. That's Z E N C A S T R.com. And we're back. My guest today is Jeff Abraham, CEO of Absorption Pharmaceuticals. Now, there's a question I mentioned at the top of the show that I wanted to ask you about because I've heard you talk about this on other podcasts, which is how premature ejaculation is sometimes... Mistakenly diagnosed as erectile dysfunction. And that's something that, you know, prior to hearing you talk, I had not really heard about before. But I think it's fascinating because one of these things does not look like the other, right? So how is it the case that premature ejaculation sometimes gets mistaken for erectile dysfunction?
1: A lot of urologists, when I first started in this business, you know, when they told me this market is bigger than an ED, partly because there's a lot of misdiagnosis. So urologists know. When someone comes to them with ED, the first thing they do is ask about how long they last and did they have problems with PE prior to ED? Because what happens is if you have chronic PE and every time, because, you know, if it's for a a physiological reason, it's not going to wax and wane, okay? And one of the things that I really want to make clear to a lot of listeners out there, because... Comedians, and there's all these old wives' tales that if you prematurely or rapidly ejaculate, it means because you don't care about your partner, you're self centered, it's psychological, not limited to but including low testosterone, you know, hypersensitivity, the penile nerves, prostatitis. There's a lot of physiological reasons why some men ejaculate much more quickly. It can be absolutely 100% physiological. It could be physiological with a psychological component. It can be totally psychological. But don't think that if you have PE, it's because you don't care for your partner. You don't, you're self-centered. You just want to ejaculate, roll over and go to bed. Most people I talk to that suffer from PE want nothing more than to satisfy their partner desperately and want to last longer. But it's it's a situation that, when a man has chronic PE, so every time that he engages in any kind of sexual activity, that he rapidly or prematurely ejaculates, we talked about this earlier, there's a shame that comes into it, okay? And if you feel like each sexual encounter episode that you have is unsatisfactory, you will eventually develop psychologically. ED, because your penis doesn't want to get erect because it knows it leads to nothing but feelings of shame. It leads to feelings of disappointment and an unsatisfied partner. So, a lot of urologists, when you come with ED, will really and truly find out what your PE history was prior. And if you've had ED all along, but you never had PE, obviously it's strictly an ED thing. But the two are so interrelated, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it's extremely important to find out that connection. And that's why they've now figured out that 15 to 20% of ED is actually misdiagnosed PE. And if you can get a man to last longer, he will then be able to, again, get erections because it'll be a good situation rather than a disappointing one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is so fascinating and such an important point that I think as you said, so many people just don't realize. But what you're saying is that premature ejaculation can potentially cause this psychologically induced erectile dysfunction. And so, yeah, that's definitely an important thing for urologist sex therapists to screen for because if you mistakenly diagnose the condition, you might provide the wrong treatment. So you need to really figure out what the cause is to most effectively help people.
1: Think about this for a second. If you give someone Viagra, and they have ED, they're going to get a four-hour erection. But then if they go to have sex and they still ejaculate in 12 seconds, okay, then you're not addressing the issue. You know what I mean? And that's what caused the issue. So it all stems back to education. It all stems back to don't just go take a product without educating yourself. Find out what you're taking, what it's supposed to do, what you're feeling. Do these two things match up? Is what I'm taking literally going to address the issue that I have? Not only that, let me take it correctly. Let me take it as prescribed so that I get the maximum benefit from it. And you touched on this earlier when you said it's hard to promote sexual products and sexual podcasts because Google ads, oh my God, that's a sexual thing. We can't have it. I don't understand when I see the garbage that's out there. And then legitimate companies like ourselves, legitimate people like you have these Rains put on us that you know well google ads won't do this and you can't put this on facebook you got to get that word out of there You you know when you travel in europe and you go why can't we be like that okay why can't we literally allow people to openly because when you put something in the closet when you literally don't allow people to openly discuss it it gives this unconscious feeling of well these aren't things we should be talking about because there are restrictions placed on it. I think that alone, making it a topic that was allowed to be frequently and and openly discussed would help people get over some of the stigmas. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And this reminds me of how, yeah, I can't use Google AdWords on on my website because they consider me an adult site. I also can't even advertise my educational website on platforms like facebook right because they consider me adult content and so i started screenshotting all of these other facebook ads and you've got all of these sexual novelty products that people can sell like the masturbation candle and like these are not helpful products but they can advertise them they're sex related you can also show close up pictures of bulges in underwear and all these other kinds of things like you can sell sexy products on facebook but you can't sell sex education
1: think about this you are one of the preeminent experts on sex okay you are renowned you've written books i mean no matter who you talk to everyone knows that you are a go-to person in sex but they're saying you can't do this but some rapper can show a giant bulge in his thing, you know what I mean? And and then you go on TMZ, who has the bigger bulge, you know what I mean? I go, wait, what is going to be more relevant and help people more? Reading a Justin Laymiller book or deciding whether, you know, this rapper has a bigger bulge in his pants than this guy. I'm like, where are we as a society, <laughs> okay? And you see some of these ads, you go, how did that slip by?
0: Yeah. I know I see it all the time. That's why I started screenshotting it because it is just it's beyond frustrating. But let's get back to, to PE for a second. So You know, for men who want to last longer in bed, there are all kinds of things they can do to increase their sexual stamina. You've got the self-help exercises, the Kegel exercises. You can wear thicker condoms. You can also use delay sprays like Promescent. And, you know, different things might work for different men because everybody's body is different and people might have different skin allergies and other things like that. So you have to figure out what it is that works for you. But if somebody wanted to use a delay spray, Specifically if they wanted to use Permesin, what can they expect? So if we say the average guy lasts between five to six minutes, you know, how much of a boost are they getting? Tell us a little bit about kind of, you know, how the product works and what you can expect from it.
1: The product works because it's eutectic. By eutectic, it means we change the crystalline structure for lidocaine. Because there had been a lot of lidocaine sprays prior to us on the market, but the Side effects were worse than PE. It completely numbed you. It transferred it completely numbed your partner. So Dr. Gilbert Ron developed this eutectic formula where he changed the crystal structure of lidocaine. In its in its natural form, it's a solid. So it's a crystal, it just sits on top of the skin. That's why it numbs you and numbs your partner. So they made it oil aqueous with this eutectic formula. So when you apply it, you apply it to the underside of the head of the penis, which is the frenulum, and you wait approximately seven minutes, okay? then it absorbs so that you maintain a much higher degree of surface sensitivity. It doesn't transfer to your partner. And when people say, what should I expect? And there's body chemistries are different, but by and large, the longer you were lasting initially, the more you're going to last with it. Because if you're lasting five to seven minutes, you'll probably last 18 to 20 minutes. Now, if you're lasting 12 seconds, you're not going to go to 20 minutes. Okay. Because, Generally, when you're only lasting 12 seconds or 15 or 30 seconds, you really haven't even gotten to the point where you feel that inevitability or, you know, you get to that point when you can control it because you're not lasting long enough. So I tell them expect to last probably two minutes or three minutes, but then the longer you use it and the more you start to last you'll start feeling that feeling of inevitability, that point of no return. And then I suggest doing some edging techniques. And then I suggest doing your Kegels so you develop that ability to tighten that muscle and take away that inevitability feeling. And then when you get to the point where you start, okay, I'm starting to feel the point of inevitability, then slow down. You know what I mean? Then try a different position. So the one thing that I tell men just because you prematurely ejaculate doesn't mean you're always going to prematurely ejaculate. I love nothing more when people say, you know, I started off using three sprays or four sprays and I went to three, then I went to two, then I went to one. Now I only use it occasionally and I'm thrilled. And they go, why are you thrilled? I use less of your product. I go, because that shows the efficacy of the product. I would much rather have, satisfied customer goes this helped me get over the edge just help me you know what i mean and now i don't use it except if it's a special occasion and here's another thing that a lot of men need to understand p.e or rapid early ejaculation can wax and wane you know mm-hmm. you have a prostate issue you have prostatitis because i never had a p.e issue and i went through a period of prostatitis i started lasting a lot less until the prostatitis was addressed and i went back to where i was before When you're with a new partner, you tend to ejaculate more rapidly because it's not routine. It's just the idea of the newness creates a heightened anxiety, which might make you ejaculate a little more rapidly. When you haven't had sex for a period of time, you're going to have a little bit of a quicker trigger only because you haven't released in a period of time. So the body is almost saying, I'm going to hurry up and get rid of this because you know I haven't had that feeling in a while. And there's the desire to have that feeling, you know? So we have people that literally say, I don't use it all the time, but if I'm in a new relationship or I haven't had sex in a while, or it's a Friday night, the kids are away. We, you know, we really want to have a marathon session. We're going to go a little bit longer. So I tell people don't always think of it in terms of I do need it. I don't need it. There are times where you go, I want that insurance policy. And there are other times where you go, I'm very comfortable and you know, I've been with this partner a period of time, and I really don't think I need it. So the one thing is there's no one-size-fits-all. But I tell people if you have portal PE, if you never last longer than 10 seconds or if you ejaculate during foreplay, then you're going to need a combination therapy. You should probably start with an SSRI, do your Kegels, try some promescent until, like I say, you get that feeling back and you start feeling the inevitability, and you have a little more control and you feel a lot more confident in your ability to recognize that point of no return.
0: Yeah. And I think you raise a lot of important points that You know, there are lots of treatment options out there, but maybe combining some of them might yield the best solution. And so it's not necessarily an either or case. And I think also when you're talking about promessence specifically, I think a lot of men might be concerned like, oh, I'm going to become dependent on this and I'm going to need to use it every single time or I'm going to need to use it in even greater quantities over time. And I think so it's really reassuring to hear that actually it can help you to develop better ejaculatory control and you might actually need it less as that builds up, right? So in that way, it's not just a temporary fix. It can also create a solution, a long-term lasting solution for the problem. So thanks for sharing all of that. Now, let's talk about sex tips. I know that (laughs) you could ask lots of sex questions and you're providing sex advice all the time, but what are some of your favorite sex tips for men and for
1: women? One of my favorite tips for me in my relationships is that I always, when I'm very early on in a relationship, I'll tell my partner, I want you to masturbate for me. And generally you get one of two responses. It's very enthusiastic. Oh yeah, I'd love to. And that's about 30%. And there's about 20% that go, well, maybe, but not quite yet. There's about 50% are horrified. Oh my God, why would you ask that? And I say, what better way to find out how to please someone than to watch them please themselves? And I literally say, okay, I can fumble around for the next month and figure what it is, or I can just get the keys to the castle right from you. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because everyone's body's different, you know? And some people specifically will say, oh my God, I have a hypersensitive clitoris. Don't, you know, really touch it directly, massage the vulva right around the area, but it's very uncomfortable. Other women are like, you know, I have a bit of a hooded clitoris. I really need manual direct stimulation. Get a jackhammer, put sandpaper on the end of it. And I'm like, whoa, okay. There's a lot of, you know, variance there. And I need to know where you're at on the scale. You know what I mean? And so when someone says, oh, I got the moves, I have this standard, this, I go, you can't because everyone's different, okay? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing more intimate than when you watch a person please themselves. Okay. There's this level of trust that's there. You know what I mean? And I find it highly erotic to be quite honest with you. I'm a voyeur, So I'm like, I'm totally into it, you know, but I also want to learn what really and truly makes you feel good. You know, everyone's had this experience at some point in their life. You've been doing something for like months and you're in a relationship. Someone goes, you know, I really, that makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm like, and you waited this long to say it. You know what I mean? Like, we need to beat a point, and i I'll tell this to people very early on. I have no ego; my goal is to pleasure you. The way we're going to get that to that point as soon as possible and make it happen as often as possible is for both of us to be totally open and communicate to one another. Tell me what you like, just as importantly, tell me what you don't like. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Tell me mm-hmm. when you like it. The gal that I 'm dating right now we had this Heart to heart talk, because we've been together, you know, over a year. And on Labor Day, she's never gotten high before. But I like to get high. I don't drink, but I I have no qualms whatsoever. I love being high, you know? So she's like, Oh, I want to get high, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we get high, and her friend was here with her kid. And so everyone was down at my pool, and she goes, Oh, my friend will watch my son. Let's sneak up to the room. I go, Yeah. And we had one of the best sessions we've ever had in my life. And she goes, oh, I really like being high because that way I can really express myself, you know, and not have all these inhibitions. And I go, listen, as well as you know me, you don't have to have any, you're never going to be judged. You don't have to be high. You know what I mean? To literally go, I want to do this. I want to know exactly what you want to do. This is the no judgment zone. Okay. I actually find it refreshing if someone goes, let's do this. Take me to places I haven't been, okay? Don't ever feel that I'm going to be judging you because I'm not. I believe that everyone deserves the right as long as they're in, you know, a situation where they're not taking advantage of someone else or doing something someone else doesn't want. Throw it out there. Hey, I'm game. Let's do it. And I really was shocked that she literally, there were certain things that she wanted to do but didn't feel comfortable enough until she was high to bring them up. You know what I mean? I'm not like that. I can be perfectly straight and go, you know, this is what I really like. Because I feel I'm giving them information. Information is power. Okay. And I'm also the type to go, I don't like that. Maybe, you know, your last relationship did, that's not my thing. You know what I mean? Like, and though at first they're like, Whoa, were you criticizing my technique? No, I'm telling you what I like. Okay. It may not work for other people, but that's what I like. And we're gonna get along a lot better if we focus more on what you like and I like, and we don't sit there going, Oh, I wish him or or she would stop doing that, you know? Say it. You only have to say it one time and then it's gone forever. Instead of each time, go, oh, not that again.
0: Yep. And you raise so many important points. You know, a lot of people turn to substances, especially alcohol, before they have sex because they need to lower those inhibitions because they have so much anxiety around sex. Yeah. And so they've never actually really experienced like the pleasures and joys of sober sex. Like a lot of people don't really know what that feels like. And sober sex can be so much more intense because you're really present and you can feel all of those sensations because alcohol tends to have that effect of numbing and dulling your body sensations. So it's important to find ways to really communicate about what it is that you want. And I think you provided a lot of great tools there. Like say, my goal is to bring you pleasure. What is it that you want? And, you know, find healthy, helpful ways of, of really starting that conversation, getting it going, and getting what you want out of sex for everyone who's there. So thanks so much, Jeff, for this amazing conversation. It was a pleasure to have you here. Can you please tell my listeners where they can go to learn more about your company and your product offerings?
1: Here's what I tell people. Always start at promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T, promescent.com. You know, we're in Walmart with our spray. We're in Target with our spray. We have a full product line in GNC. We're obviously on Amazon. We're on a bunch of other sites. But I want you to use it correctly, okay? So I want you to find out if the product is going to address what you want it for. I also want you to know how to use it. So I want you to look at some of the testimonials for proper usage, So I always suggest go to promessant.com. That's the foundation. Okay. I don't care where you buy it or I don't care if you go there and learn that it's not the right product for you, but do it through information, do it through education so that you're buying it for the right reasons. That, increases your chances of being a long-term customer who says this is great and referring other people to it as opposed to someone who goes, this didn't work for me because you just went and bought it off the shelf and didn't really pay attention to you know, the proper way to use it. We've tried to make it as easy as possible because certain people want to have it delivered. They don't want to go buy it at the retail store because their next door neighbor's daughter works at checkout at Target or GNC. Oh, hey there, Mr. Smith. Oh, I see you're buying the... Vitaflux, you know, the uh, nitric oxide supplement, a little problem with erections lately, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, a lot of people want it delivered discreetly to the door, okay? There are other people that don't want it to the door because they're at work. They don't want their kid to go, hey, Dad, your permessing came today, you know? So, there are two separate mindsets. We want to make sure we're in both. So, we have 7,000 retail locations where you can buy our products. We also have Amazon and our website. We have the 60 day full guarantee refund we have free shipping absolute just like amazon free so there's a no risk you get it it's delivered it's free and if you don't the delivery is free and if you don't like it it's refunded so we take the risk out of it it's a no risk propositions to see if it works for you most importantly when you go to the website you may go there specifically go You know, I want to last longer, but you go, well, if I'm lasting longer, I might need some lubes. Oh, there's organic lube, there's silicone lube, there's water-based lube. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, wait, female arousal gel. What's that? You know, my partner just hit menopause, you know what I mean? And her arousal is going down. What's VitaFlux? It's designed to enhance your erections as you get older and your blood flow goes down because a nitric oxide supplement, this works for both men and women. What it does it increases blood flow. When you increase blood flow, it decreases blood pressure, which is always a good thing. It also helps you recover from workouts and stress because the way you recover from any difficulty is oxygenated rich blood getting into that area. And that's what it promotes. So that's something you can learn about. So when you go to the site, don't just focus on one product, learn about sexuality in general, learn about all the things. We have a complete line of male and female toys. And I always tell people, especially men, Don't think if you incorporate a toy, it means that you're not virile enough. Your penis doesn't work well enough. A toy is an enhancement. It's not in place of. And incorporate that into your lovemaking. Leave the ego at the door. You know what I mean? Just focus on as much pleasure for you and your partner. Vibrating cock rings are really popular and they work. And there's a reason why the toy market is exploding. Because there's not that stigma. You can go down the the aisles of Target and Walmart, for God's sakes, now and find sex toys. I never thought I'd see that 10 years ago. So the reason you go to the website is to educate yourself. If indeed, when you're there, you find something you think that can have value, then for God's sakes, pursue it. If you don't, then at least you're making a decision that after educating myself and seeing this information, I don't think this is for me, rather than going buy it, and then find out it isn't for you. So we're all about really bringing value and hoping that people find that the products that we have give them better intimacy and, most importantly, more pleasure in a more satisfying life.
0: Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And I really like the advice of educate yourself before you buy, right? And that's so important for anything in the sexual health and wellness market so that you know you're getting the right thing for you and that you know how to use it correctly.
1: Well, think about this. If you invest in a stock, do you just close your eyes and buy something and hope it goes up? Or do you look at the charge and go, let me find out what they're finding out? You do your homework, okay? Yeah.
0: So thank you so much for your time, Jeff. I really appreciate having you here. Also, thank you to my listeners. To keep up with new episodes of the podcast, which was made on Zencaster, you can visit my website, sexandpsychology, at sexandpsychology.com, or subscribe on your favorite platform, Or I hope you'll take a moment to rate and review the show. You can also follow me on social media for daily sex research updates. I'm on Twitter at Justin Laymiller and Instagram at Justin J. Laymiller. Also, be sure to check out my book, Tell Me What You Want. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.